When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. You're listening to the BBM Global Network with 25 years in broadcast audio and video production. Our passionate team creates content and marketing for the world of Internet talk radio. If you've got a passion, come join us at BBMGlobalNetwork.com. The BBM Global Network. Your voice is now heard. Welcome to Both Sides of the Prescription with your host, Dr. Megan and Dr. Ron. Both Sides of the Prescription brings together Dr. Megan and Dr. Ron to discuss pertinent medical issues from both an alternative and traditional medicine perspective. So now, please welcome the hosts of Both Sides of the Prescription, Dr. Megan and Dr. Ron. everybody and welcome to both sides of the prescription radio show with your host dr megan and dr ron kirschling on bbm global and tune in radio today we're going to talk more about healthy lifestyle choices and then specifically how detoxification sort of fits into that process and things that you can do in order to live healthy and to make sure that you're detoxifying the best way possible and to sort of counterbalance all the toxins that we are exposed to in life. So before we get started with the conversation, let us tell you just a little bit more about ourselves. I am Dr. Megan Kirschling, and I have a background in both allopathic and alternative medicine and work in a practice in Minnesota as both a nurse practitioner and chiropractor. With the patients that I see, I've noticed that there's been a huge need to really talk about both sides of medicine, to share information about options and information and education on both traditional medicine, uh, including, you know, prescriptions, uh, different traditional surgeries, methods, modalities, things like that. But then to also talk where alternative and complementary medicine fits into that whole discussion. And I use such things as acupuncture, chiropractic adjustments, uh, nutraceuticals and supplements, uh, biofeedback and other complementary practices in order to really bring both of them together. I've done a lot of work with detoxification and working with detox with patients. So I'm excited to give some of that information tonight. But before we get started, I am sure everybody would like to know more about my co-host, Dr. Ron Kirschling. Good evening, Megan. Good evening, Father. So um, I am a traditionally trained medical physician that has been in clinical practice now for over 30 years. My initial uh, training was in internal medicine, but I did specialty training in medical oncology, hematology, and palliative medicine. My patient population now is largely uh, cancer patients. 
that group as a whole has a very high interest in nutrition, complementary therapies, alternative therapies. Of course, I followed Megan's path from traditional nursing to nutritional chiropractic and to a certified nurse practitioner in women's health. And I've uh, been amazed by her passion for discovery, and it's allowed she's allowed me to share with her uh, many of her clinical interests, including some new medical specialties such as functional medicine, which are part of her practice. I share with her a desire for inclusiveness and caring for patients, and I see our discussions not as a statement of certainty, but as a venue to bring topics for examination. Well, and I think that, you know, we've touched on a little bit about some of the different topics that we're going to discuss today. We have talked about them in some different shows, Um, but I really think it's important to really discuss uh, detoxification and the role that it fits uh, and then get into uh, the importance of it and things that people can do every day because... I do think that this is something that benefits people on both the alternative and traditional uh, medical model, but it's probably one that obviously alternative uses a little bit more than traditional. Well, I would even probably say, Megan, that um, with respect to most traditional physicians, I I think the idea of detoxification is is rarely discussed. I think it's a it's a fascinating issue for in respect to the clinical practice that I deal with because of course I'm I'm accused of the exact opposite I'm I'm accused of toxifying patients with my therapies to fight their cancer uh so for me this is a, this is an area that literally there was no training in medical school and I would frankly be quite surprised if uh if it makes up very much of the uh the uh education currently in traditional medical schools I I I would have to say, Megan, I think this is very much uh, on your side of the ledger more than it is on mine. Well, and I will agree with you there because I think that even some traditional doctors, a majority of them would say there is no need to detox uh, because our body can do it by itself, which there is some you know, truth in that. But we're going to sort of talk about why I think that detoxification is important for everyone. And the reason why I wanted to sort of touch on the subject a little bit more, even though we have talked about it, is to sort of get your insight into it too. Because I think when we talk about detoxification and that uh, process, that a lot goes into it. It's not just about, you know, detoxifying the body maybe chemically, but I think there's also an emotional detox that's needed, um, a physical. And I also know that right now you're reading a really good book about uh, the importance of nature in health and wellness and how we've gotten away from that and how we need to connect to nature again. And I think that's part of the process too of connecting again and detoxifying. And so I think it would be a good conversation to include all of that. Well, I think that is an interesting, uh, that is an interesting point that uh, what we're really speaking about here, I think, is is not necessarily anything that's new as much as it's trying to make the processes we have uh, work the very best that they can. I remember a podcast that you had this summer with a uh, woman who was involved with, uh, with primarily with Chinese medicine, uh, contending that um, even in alternative medicine in the United States, uh, we tend to limit ourselves to what she said was holistic medicine, spelled H-O-L-I-S-T-I-C, 
meaning uh, a holistic view of the physical body. And she was contending that in Chinese medicine, they view it as a holistic with a W mm. before the H, uh, indicating that when we talk about a topic uh, like this, really, you can look at it in a very, very broad sense and think of it, frankly, in terms of mind, body and spirit. And that's really the conversation I would like to have is how we can not only detoxify like we've talked about before, but to do it on an everyday basis in order to maybe become more grounded. Because I think that one of the things I have found is, you know, I think that there is no doubt that we live in a more toxic world. Um, a book that often is talked about is a book by a Dr. Doris Rapp, which is R-A-P-P, called Our Toxic World, A Wake-Up Call. And in that book, um, she really lays out a lot of the information about some of the toxins that we're exposed to on a day in and day out basis from toxins we find in our home to the environment. Um, and even talks about how, you know, because of wind patterns and whatnot, we uh, will get the pollution from every other continent. So nobody lives in a bubble anymore. But I also think when we talk about that conversation, we do have to have a whole approach um, and a holistic approach as in W-H-O-L-I-S-T-I-C, where we look at everything that goes along with that and detoxifying our mind and our thoughts and our environment. Um, and I would love to know more about, you know, the book you're reading too right now and nature and connecting to that again, because I think that's something we don't think about on a day-to-day -day basis, but should. Well, there probably is a little argument that if we look at our world today, um, there, there certainly are a lot of challenges that we face uh, in terms of toxic exposure. Uh, that seems to me as if um, that's not even debatable. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I think that, uh, I mean, I, I, from what I have read, it's actually quite frightening if you even just take a segment such as uh, chemical exposure chemical exposures and you look at uh, how many different compounds we're exposed to, uh, many of which have, have really, frankly, not been studied from a safety standpoint. Right. Exactly. And um, we'll talk a little bit more on the other side of the commercial, too, because I do think, too, we are exposed to more even in our country than in other countries. So uh, we'll talk about this and a whole lot more. So stick with us and we will see you on the other side of the commercial. You are listening to both sides of the prescription radio show with Dr. Megan and Dr. Ron Kirschling. Renaissance woman, trailblazer, maverick. Those are just some of the words to describe to Chandra Poulard, owner and CEO of House of Virgo Entertainment, LLC, a woman minority veteran-owned entertainment company based in Washington, D.C. Ms. Poulard served 10 years honorably in the United States Navy and departed from active duty to pursue her dreams of becoming an entertainment mogul. House of Virgo Entertainment offers script writing, producing, directing, DJ services, editing, and more. They cater to businesses, corporations, college students, working professionals, aspiring artists and nonprofit organizations, and employ veterans of the armed forces. Tashandra Poulard is pioneering the way we view media and taking her brand global. Visit her at www.houseofvirgoentertainment.com or call 281-515-3740 and like her on Facebook at House of Virgo Entertainment, LLC. 
Certified professional coach Pamela Reeves can help you with your relationships. Motivational and image coaching are just some of the ways she can help you enhance all aspects of your life. Her book, Is It Love or Merely a Sick Attachment, helps readers clearly distinguish healthy, loving relationships from toxic ones. Ms. Reeves has put her words into action through Ray of Hope Kenya, an international initiative that provides outreach to victims of abusive relationships there with the goal of helping them rebuild their lives and the tools to avoid abuse. Ms. Reeves operates various business interests through her umbrella network, Nella LLC, and credits her success to her diverse work experience. Whatever your goals, whether striking a balance, reinventing your image, or simply lifting your lifestyle, Pamela Reeves will help you achieve them. Your life, your call. Dial 410-902-5715 or email Pamela at pamrego1 at verizon.net. She's also on the web at pamreeves.com and on Twitter at Pamela underscore Reeves. Welcome back, everybody, to Both Sides of the Prescription Radio Show with Dr. Megan and Dr. Ron Kirschling on BBM Global and TuneIn Radio. If you guys have any questions or want to reach out to us uh, and talk to us tonight, please call us at 855-856-1380. So, Megan, uh, getting into this issue of detoxification, um, I would, uh, I would, you know, we've talked about other things um, and just an example of that is uh, GI health and the importance of that in your practice, kind of an essential part, a foundational part. I would assume that uh, this issue of detoxification comes up in almost all the discussions that you have with your patients. It really does play a big role in what we talk about and the fact that I think that when it comes down to it, one of my theories is, um, and I'll use chiropractic as an example, because, you know, I think that if you look at chiropractic as a profession, you know, we sort of have this belief that we can fix everything. Um, and you will obviously hear about this. And I think that because of it, we, you know, obviously have people that are big fans of chiropractic. And then we turn off a large amount of the medical uh, world because we have sort of this ego um, and we sort of separate ourselves. Well, one of the reasons I think that chiropractic uh, really has this ego is because it came into sort of the medical world with a bang. Um, the first adjustment uh, was done in the late 1800s uh, and it actually cured somebody from not being able to hear. And so they, uh, it, was an, it was an older gentleman and he got an adjustment in the upper neck area and he could hear for the first time. So it was, you know, obviously a big aha, like, wow, this is amazing. And, you know, one of the things is that obviously if we look back at, you know, 130 years ago, things in the world were much different. And so, uh, you know, I always say that I think that that was one of the worst and best things that ever happened to chiropractic because, we came in and we thought, oh, there's so much that we could fix with adjustments and taking away that structural and neurological uh, concern. But what I find is that as we become more toxic and as we live in a world that we do now where there is so much toxins, we can't get the same results but from adjustments alone, that we need a lot of tools in our toolbox. And I think that's because we're living in a different world and that we have to look at all of the other underlying uh, problems and concerns and what I sometimes reference as white noise going on in each individual where there's a lot of interference with normal processes. And a lot of that, I think, is because we're living in a more toxic world. And I think that, like we talked about before, that's actually on a couple different levels, not just the chemical toxicity that so many people talk about. Well, I'm, I appreciate, Megan, that, um, that you would state that 
what we kind of consider classic chiropractic uh, can't heal all. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, I think that it is important, and I think it has actually seeped into traditional medicine that when you talk about manipulation, there there are some areas that I think there has been fairly widespread support for chiropractic care. Um, Certainly one of the biggest burdens that adults have is uh, back pain. And and I think there has been good evidence to suggest the potential benefit in chronic back pain. But um, I, I also agree that I think not only in um, not only in alternative medicine, but in allopathic medicine, uh, we need to be open to, to having as many um, tools in our toolbox mm-hmm. that we can. And I and I think um, I think you're absolutely right. We have to we have to recognize that um, the diseases that we saw a hundred years ago are not the diseases that we're seeing now, uh, or will they be the same diseases that we see a hundred years from now? So um, I am impressed from following you um, that there is the capacity uh, for chiropractic care to have a degree of flexibility to to try to put more things in their toolbox. Well, and I really think that when it comes down to it, you know, that that really is the important place to look at all medicine and all discussions about um, health care is that there is a place for everything and there are different tools out there and different people will need different tools. But I also think it comes back to to the individual. And I think that we both can probably agree, even though we come from two different realms of healthcare, that the more that a person takes on the role as a healthcare advocate and gets involved in their healthcare, the more, the better outcomes they have. And I think that it's extremely important to, from a holistic viewpoint, for people to get involved because a lot of the time when we're talking about detoxes and things like that, there are lifestyle changes and dietary changes that need to occur. And that is one of the things that I'll say is that I think sometimes as healthcare professionals, we don't do enough to give the power back to that patient and person. I would, I would entirely agree that, um, that those are tools that you're talking about that I think really have a tremendous advantage in that uh, the patient has control. I know one of the things that's very frustrating for patients that I care for sometimes is their feeling of lack of control, uh, mm-hmm. that they really are not, uh, there's not much that they can do except, uh, except, except, you know, the, the treatments that they're receiving. And I agree with you. I think it can be very, very powerful if you can if you can get the patient to actively involve themselves in their care. It, uh, I think it can be a very, very uh, powerful stimulus. And, and I g- give you credit because I think that a lot of the techniques that you're using are really attempting to empower patients. Well, and I think that's so important because even if you think of a lot of times people's mind frame, and I think everybody is sort of notorious for doing this, is that when you don't feel well or when you feel sick, you really do think like, you know, can I find a medication that's going to help me or can I find a doctor that's going to help me, which they are part of the journey and it's part of the process. But a lot of times we don't think what can we also do in order to take control and what can we also do diet and lifestyle. And I think that there's a lot of things about our medical model that sometimes goes away from that. Sometimes it's a time constraint where it takes more time to talk about some of these changes. 
Um, and then also a lot of times that we're not necessarily educated on how to go about talking about diet and lifestyle changes, which I think is doing a huge disservice to patients. A couple of things that, um, that I would say, I, I think that one thing that would be extraordinarily valuable would be, uh, if in fact a model was developed and a little bit based on what we're talking about here, when we talk about both sides of the prescription, because in, in fact, uh, I do think that in some ways it may take for many patients a community of professionals to really give them the best care. Mm -hmm. uh, for example, I, I've gained an interest in uh, diet and supplements uh, largely uh, as we've talked about this, but I also understand that, um, that I'm not, I'm not an expert in that. And uh, I've, I've, counseled my, my patients that if they have a true interest in this, they should seek the care of someone who has training in that to help them. The other thing that I really feel strongly about is, and this may be because I'm older, but I really feel that a patient is helped by the guidance of somebody who who knows what they're talking about and has studied a field. You know, there is kind of this movement now uh, that that because of the internet and the the ready availability of knowledge that anyone can educate themselves. Um, anyone can be a writer, a journalist, uh, that it's within each of our capacities. But from my standpoint, one of the big points that that I suggest to my patients if they're interested in nutrition or in complementary care that they seek uh, the aid of someone who is knowledgeable about that to to guide them if we look if we look just at cancer um, now there are over a million sites on the internet that are somehow related to cancer one million I, one million wow I mean, how how can you navigate that mm -hmm. unless you've got uh, unless you have a guide or guides that can help you? Right. Yeah. I mean, it is. It's an overwhelming time of information, which can be beneficial and at the same time overwhelming and have its negative effects too, like you're saying. So, uh, this obviously is has more broad-reaching importance than just the issue of detoxification, but. I, I do think this is really an, an important thing that we try to we try to learn as caregivers to to use all of the facilities that may be available to help patients and accept the fact that the patient may need more than just my care to have optimal care. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm interested to hear more about uh, your viewpoints on how to sort of go about providing more. Um, comprehensive care and bringing both sides together. So we'll talk about that as soon as uh, we listen to these commercials. And you are listening to Both Sides of the Prescription with Dr. Megan and Dr. Ron Kirschling. Psychologist, master certified coach, and CEO of the executive and organizational development firm True North Leadership, Dr. Relly Nadler brings his expertise in emotional intelligence to keynotes, consulting, coaching, and training. He is the author of Leader's Playbook and Leading with Emotional Intelligence that lays out tips and tools for effective leadership. 
Dr. Nadler has designed multi-day executive boot camps for high achievers in Fortune 500 companies and has coached CEOs, presidents, and their staff and developed and delivered innovative leadership programs for such organizations as Anheuser-Busch, BMW, MCI, EDS, DreamWorks Animation, the U.S. Navy, and Vanguard Health Systems. To learn more and get your free iPhone app highlighting his tools with videos, leadership keys, visit www.truenorthleadership.com today. Joseph A. Moylan is the owner of Ion Health, which specializes in very unique medical devices. Ion Health offers biomats, alkalife, and frequency machines. Biomats are a far infrared and negative ion emitting FDA approved medical device. With many different sizes available, you can place them on your bed, on a massage table, or on a seat in your car. It is an unobtrusive way to health. Alkalife machines are water ionizers that cleanse and raise the alkalinity of your tap water, making high alkaline water. Frequency machines utilize certain frequencies to kill viruses and bacteria. These devices are safe and effective. Coming from a health-conscious background and studying physiology at the Academy of Natural Health, Joseph A. Moylan has 15 years of experience in the health field and wants to help you live a healthy, long life. Visit www.ionhealthbiomats.weebly.com or call 765-520-2988. Don't let your health go astray. Get in touch today. Welcome back, everybody, to Both Sides of the Prescription. I'm Dr. Megan Kirschling, and as always, I am being joined by my father, Dr. Ron Kirschling, as we discuss both sides of medicine. If you guys have any questions, uh, want to reach out, ask us anything, please call in at 855-856-1380. So, Megan, we, um, we're talking a little bit at the other break about um, how I feel at least that we're probably reaching a point where we need to actually look at ourselves as a community of healthcare providers. And we must realize that our patients uh, may well need more than one of us in that community to serve them best. Um, an example that I may gave you that really was quite shocking uh, to medical oncologist, because when I became a medical oncologist, it was sort of assumed when someone developed cancer that the medical oncologist would take care of ev everything that they needed, that they kind of assumed their care as the primary provider. And uh, what was shocking was that there is a new traditional medical specialty called palliative medicine, mm -hmm. uh, which is basically concentrating more on the, um, I guess you could say, mortar between the bricks at helping people uh, deal with and transverse a disease like cancer. And what they found out when they studied the use of palliative care uh, doctors, that when they worked alongside the medical oncologist, rather than the medical oncologist alone, that uh, there were uh, certain cancers that they studied where the patients lived longer if they had the palliative care service. Now, the palliative care service was not making any, any treatment decisions regarding the actual cancer, but they were certainly providing very needed care and you might say holistic care for that patient. And it made a huge difference. And, and I, I think that we could broaden that definition of what that community is, not just to uh, 
traditional physicians, but I think to to anyone who's uh, attempting to be a healthcare provider. Well, I think when it comes down to it, you know, the more that I've been in practice, the more I realize how both complicated and integrative and um, really just the big picture of how if you're going to go and treat anything, you have to treat everything. And it's harder care. Um, it's more time comprehensive care. It takes more people and more individuals and more of a team. Um, but I really think that that is the way that things need to go is I think that care needs to be individualized. I think care needs to be comprehensive. And I think that nothing in health and wellness happens in a vacuum or in a bubble. And, you know, the thing that I've always been shocked about now is uh, how much emotions play into health and wellness and disease processes, especially. I mean, you can talk about this in the fact that nobody can, you know, be diagnosed with cancer think that they even have cancer or go through cancer treatment and not be changed on an emotional level. Um, and that's everything. I mean, people can't even come in these days without, you know, back pain. Um, and I say these days, but ever probably, um, with back pain or shoulder pain and there not be an emotional connection because it changes everything in the person too. So it's interesting that we don't look at it as a whole when everything affects everything. Yeah, it's um, it's even interesting to to think of what's the horse and what's the cart. I mean, yeah. I mean it, um, it. The kind of the traditional thinking on this is uh, is uh, that someone, for example, uh, got cancer, and then because of the stress of that disease, uh, they had emotional or mental issues that evolved. But it, it's amazing to me in the 30 years of clinical practice that I've had, um, how many times when I meet with people for the first time, they'll indicate to me the fact that they recognized that they were likely susceptible to cancer because of something that happened to them emotionally. Mm -hmm. And and they will recount it, uh, recount to actual events that were very traumatic to them. Now, traditionally, we view the natural history of the development of cancer as an extended process that occurs over years. Um, and we talk about it in terms of transformative changes that occur biologically in the, in the cells. But I, I think we're becoming more open to the idea that in that evolution, we, we need to be holistic in what could cause damage, what could cause damage that could, you know, could eventually lead to the cancer. And so it's not always the physical illness. It may well be the, the uh, emotional or spiritual issues that, that are there first. Well, and I definitely want to talk a little bit more about that emotional, spiritual connection to overall health and wellness. Um, put in sort of my two cents, too, of what I notice um, and continue this conversation. So I hope everybody continues to listen to us uh, as we discuss this on the other side of the commercial. And you're listening to both sides of the prescription. And we'll be back in just a little bit with Dr. Megan and Dr. Ron Kirschling on BBM Global and TuneIn Radio. 
Attorney Renee Marie Smith is changing the way we sell real estate. She wrote a series of books called My Short Sale Guru Guides for all real estate practitioners. Whether you're a homeowner wanting to understand the process, an agent who has been handling short sales for years, or an industry analyst wanting to know how short sales impact your business, Renee uses her vast real estate experience to take a comprehensive look at the recent market phenomena while relaying it in an easy-to-understand format. Through her company, Smith Title Services, Renee has counseled thousands of short sale participants and processed in excess of a thousand short sales. Her knowledge is transformational for real estate professionals and laymen alike, and her live presentations provide people the opportunity to ask specific questions about their issues. Buy her books and schedule her to speak at your next event. Visit www.smithtitleservices.com or call 305-705-3428 or email her at renee at smithtitleservices.com. Isn't it time to sell your property today? Learn the My Short Sale Guru way. Do you battle with weight loss? There is a solution. Founder of Weight No More Consulting, Deborah Simons, can help you lose weight safely and effectively through weight loss surgery. I know. I had the surgery two years ago, and I am 135 pounds lighter and medication-free. This full-service weight loss center caters to your every need as you navigate to a healthy weight following surgery. Servicing all of Canada, Weight No More Consulting takes pride in its compassionate care and guides you through each step before and after surgery. Starting with informational meetings, Weight No More Consulting educates each potential client before they decide to have surgery on the health risks of obesity and the various weight loss surgeries available. After surgery, Weight No More Consulting provides a solid support system with ongoing meetings to ensure continued success. Deborah Simons and Weight No More Consulting are committed to promoting your health and wellness through maintaining a healthy weight for life. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Both Sides of the Prescription. You are listening to Dr. Megan and Dr. Ron Kirschling as we get into a conversation about total health and wellness and the emotional part of it. If you guys are listening and have questions, we would love to hear from you, love to answer any questions. And the phone number to call in is 855-856-1380. So Megan, uh, the discussion today has taken an interesting turn. Uh, I know that we wanted to get into the uh, area of uh, detoxification, but I I think fascinating to me is the way the conversation has lent us to to kind of look at this in a holistic way and recognize that uh, when we're talking about something like detoxification, we we may need to be even broader than just the idea of some sort of a physical detoxification that we have to be aware of the emotional or spiritual burdens that patients might be under. I mentioned the fact that sometimes I don't know which is a cart and which is a horse when we look at all of these things, uh, but have to be open to 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 the importance of all of them. And you you mentioned that uh, you'd like to weigh in about this as well, because this is important in your practice. Well, it actually ties together two important things that I think you've said tonight. You've said a lot of important things, so I don't want you to think that I've only counted two. But two of the major things that I've really noticed, um, first of all, is, you know, you said earlier about the fact that they're just on cancer alone in uh, online. You can find one million uh, websites or information out there. So it's sort of a sea of information. Uh, and then you talk to about how a lot of people then are going and getting information on their own and sort of treating themselves. And so I want to sort of tie that into what we were just talking about with emotions, because 
I think one of the benefits, major benefits of going to somebody for care, whether it is a alternative practitioner or a traditional practitioner or somewhere in between, is that clinical practice aspect of bringing in the, um, not only the knowledge level of it, um, because I think you can get knowledge anywhere, but then bringing in that uh, basis of what that person has seen in clinical practice and being able to get help to from somebody that can help you from the outside and take out the bias part of it. But the interesting thing to me, uh, linking that back to my clinical practice, is the longer that I've been in clinical practice, the more that I've realized the importance of all these other things. You know, we come out of school with knowledge and knowledge really pushes or school really pushes knowledge. Um, And I've learned that now going back to school so much um, that, you know, it's really about knowledge in school. But then what you will hear, I think, from anyone that's been in practice, you don't get good at your job until you start seeing people and until you start putting together all these different aspects of you know, actual individuals and people and that it's not just about knowing the processes and pathways and, you know, the different drugs and medications and how they work, but how they affect people on every level. You know, you have to talk to people about, okay, that this might make it worse before it gets better. And, you know, just that human aspect of it. And what I've noticed more and more, if I just take a, what we would consider sort of a simple problem of back pain, you know, um, obviously in chiropractic school, we learn that, okay, back pain a lot of times comes from structural problems. And, you know, someone can come in and I learned this a lot from working with the military. They can come in and they can have a very specific problem and you can relate it to a mechanism of action. You know, they were deployed and, you know, fell out of the truck and then back pain started. Um, Or they were on, you know, a ruck march and back pain started. And you think to yourself, okay, this is pretty cut and dry. Back pain, ruck march, let's fix it. But then you find that there's a lot of people then that even if you go after that structural problem, you don't get better. And then you realize that what happens with injuries and problems is that they are multifaceted. And even something that we consider pretty basic is back pain that, you know, it might be too the fact that it was a ruck march during a time, a stressful time. And it was that stress that weakened that structural system. And then, you know, it's all these things that you have to deal with, not just that structural. And I think so many times we try to treat things in a vacuum when really we have to treat the whole facet of a person and we don't do that enough. And it sometimes takes a village, like you said, too. It's maybe not one person that can treat all of it. Yeah. I think what you're describing, uh, very beautifully, Megan, is the fact that the, there is a science that I think is the basis of almost any healthcare provider, whatever that science is. But uh, what really makes it fascinating is the art of what you do. And uh, this is where I'm, I'm not sure that you can ever completely get away from the value of the one-to-one interaction that you have with the patient, mm-hmm. because um, that... I think is necessary um, probably uh, on a continuous basis for you to use your maximum intuition in terms of what's really going on. And as you said, you might initially take it as a straightforward structural problem, but as you follow that patient and care for them, uh, your intuition takes you in, it takes you in other directions. Well, and it is also the reason I think that we'll never be able to discredit the placebo effect that, you know, there always will be a high percentage, 
in general of whenever we talk about anything that the placebo effect and but I mean by that is that that we can prove that a lot of times there can be a high percentage of a positive effect from something that might not even have a physiological effect because of the belief and the thought process and everything else that goes along with it. And that's where I think that you can't look at anything in a vacuum or bubble. It's, it's interesting to me in traditional medicine, as I've read about the placebo effect, and of, of course, this is something that is a very big part of my education in oncology because we deal largely about benefits derived from clinical trials. Uh, the interesting thing to me is we've, we've sort of looked at the placebo effect as literally something negative, uh, maybe negative mm -hmm. in the sense that it kind of burdens the ability to interpret the trials. But I think one can look at it completely differently and one can look at the placebo effect as being a, a, a wonderful, uh, a wonderful expression of our body's desire to heal itself. Well, and I don't know if you remember this quote, but back in September, uh, 2009, you and I, uh, went to a functional medicine week long educational series together. And Dr. Mark Hyman, who has sort of taken over as the leader of functional medicine and a lot of our listeners obviously probably learned from him. He had a great, great quote that said, you know, you have to put it all together because at a certain time, whether it's exercise or exorcism that gets someone better, you still want to look at the fact that it had a positive effect on somebody. And I think that that's the thing is we have to look at everything um, and where it fits into health and wellness and the healing process. So we will pick up this conversation after this short commercial break. You are listening to Both Sides of the Prescription with Dr. Megan and Dr. Ron Kirschling. The earliest human societies worshipped a female goddess. Little is known about this time because we did not always have a written recorded history. It was around 3100 BC when the Sumerians invented the first written language and everything that preceded this time is prehistory. The prehistorical record includes all of women's unwritten history from 30,000 BC to the time that men began achieving political power around 3000 BC. Male feminist artist Kimberly Berg maintains a strong position in educating and inspiring both men and women through his devotional art to the goddess in all women. Studying their history is paramount to understanding who women were and who they would become later living in a patriarchal society. To learn more about this important time in our history, go to www.isisrising.net. Do you ever wonder why certain things are happening in your life? How to start a business or a new direction? Need answers? Astrologer Bonnie Perbula can help you reveal your true self and gain strength and focus so you can achieve greater joy and success. Working with a natal birth date, time, and location, Bonnie brings out qualities to aid you in getting the best from your life. She can help you unlock dormant traits to bring you greater awareness. Bonnie also conducts public speaking engagements to educate aspiring astrologers on their journey to the stars. 
A gifted artist, Bonnie bridges her talents and recently launched a line of Astro Bears, uniquely created in colors of individuals' astrology charts. She also makes one-of-a-kind necklaces of crystal beads and woven thread. To learn more about the world of Bonnie Prabula, go to BonnieGPrabula.com. And for astrology consulting, visit astrologyconsultants.com or call or email her at 808-526-1536 or BonnieGP at AOL.com. Welcome back, everybody, to Both Sides of the Prescription with Dr. Megan and Dr. Ron Kirschling. As we continue the conversation, if anybody out there has questions, wants to call in, uh, let us uh, answer your questions, or we'll be happy to talk to you at 855-856-1380. So, Megan, as we've kind of uh, went through the discussion this evening, I think one of the things that uh, I think we agree on is the, the fact that uh, oftentimes uh, patients need to avail of themselves of um, more than one provider in, in order to, to get the best care. I think we're expressing that patients um, need guides to make it through the, the mountain of knowledge or information that is available uh, so readily to them and I really like um, the discussion as we've talked about it in terms of, of what these providers can bring to an individual patient uh, and kind of the art of what they do, the, the intuition that they can bring to it. Um, and, and I have always been fascinated with this concept of the placebo effect. And, and frankly, uh, I've, I've, uh, really went 180 degrees with regard to that from when I was early in my training, feeling that it was a, a just a, a frustrating compounding variable to the scientific trials to, to really finding individual motivation on my part to, to, to try to maximize what I think is a patient's own healing powers. Mm-hmm. And I think, and I think to do that, uh, you're 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 talking um, you're talking about motivating patients, and I think you are talking about about accepting that you're dealing with a person in a in a in a holistic way that uh, that involves not just physical components, but uh, but more than that. Well, and also there uh, has been some great research. Um, I know that just recently I had read some research about. Uh, sort of that physiological processes that occur um, with disease outcomes when there's more social support in health. So I think that a lot goes into, too, I mean, and I think we've all maybe as practitioners seen this too, that people do better when they feel supported and they feel that they have a community um, and they feel supported at home too. You know, I recently have had a lot of patients talk about the fact that they don't feel supported at home. And, you know, even if it's that somebody just doesn't understand when they're not feeling well, that they might need a little extra support from, you know, their spouse, that all of those things do play a role. And a lot of times I think we just don't address it as much as we should. And, you know, these are issues that, um, that, you know, may not come up the first or second time that you see somebody, um, uh, and you're working with them, but something that, uh, develops as you develop the, your relationship, uh, with the patient. Yes, definitely. I think that the more that you work with a patient, those are things that obviously will probably, 
um, be a little bit more evident and show up. But I, I will say too, I know that I have seen better outcomes just clinically from individuals where they have a better, you know, social support and better support from loved ones and feeling like they're in the journey alone. Oh, I think, I think that's, that's come across in research on cancer patients too. The, um, the importance of support and uh, how integral that is. Um, the other thing I did want to touch on, because I know our time is dwindling down tonight, um, just because I'd mentioned it earlier and I'd been wanting to get your feedback on this, uh, so I figured we might as well do it on the air, is the other thing that I do think that we sort of um, go away from a little bit is the environment that we are living in. And I know that you're reading a book right now about how a lot of us are sort of nature deprived and the role that that plays in health and wellness. So if you'll just touch on maybe the book that you're reading and a little bit about what you're finding out, I think that that also is important too uh, when we talk about health, wellness, and disease. Well, it's a book that I would uh, highly recommend. It's called The Nature Principle, and it's the author's last name is uh, L-O-U-V. And uh, it, I think, suggests the fact that um, we need nature, mm-hmm. that, that in fact, the absence of nature in our life uh, actually results in a nature-deprived state that can be, can be harmful to us um, mentally, spiritually, even physically. Uh, and there's some very compelling information that he provides in the book uh, about how important it can be, whether we're talking about children or we're talking about adults, of having some sort of exposure to nature. And when we say nature, we don't necessarily have to mean uh, the the wildest environment that you can you can think of. Uh, you can you can look at urban areas as having the capacity to express features that you would consider nature. And I think the the most compelling part of the book is really the idea that um, you have to develop some community with nature. And in fact, you know, no matter where you stand on climate change, uh, one of the things that would honestly is probably necessary is that we have to look at our at ourselves being not in a dominant relationship with nature, mm-hmm. but being in a collaborative um, in a collaborative relationship with nature. So uh, it's it's very very thought provoking. Well, I think that's interesting. I've never thought about that the difference between being in a dominant relationship and a collaborative, and respecting nature. So I think that that's a really, yeah, thought-provoking sort of idea. So, well, everybody, we are on to our last commercial break for this show. So please stick with us, um, and we will be back after the commercials. And you're listening to Both Sides of the Prescription with Dr. Megan and Dr. Ron Kirschling. Animal lover, author, artist, and public speaker, Patricia Daly-Lipe is a Renaissance woman in her own right. A lover of animals from a young age, Patricia lives on a farm in Virginia and has rescued neglected thoroughbred horses, keeping them or finding them safe havens. She is also a published author, and her books document real-life experiences that she shares in her passionate stories, taking the reader around the world in a colorful kaleidoscope of life. 
and accomplished artist, Patricia Daly Life's oil paintings feature animals, portraits, stills, nature, and abstract, and she allows the brush to paint the image in an organic, natural way. A public speaker, Patricia is motivated to continually wonder about life and advocates for all of us to do the same and document our own unique history. To learn more about Patricia Daly Life, visit www.literarylady.com and www.patricialife.com or email her at pdlife at gmail.com. Hello, I'm Steve Fagan, and I'm president and CEO of Fagan Associates, but I'm also a life coach. I'm here to help you reach your dreams, goals, and objectives. As a life coach, it's my job to be your support, to be your teammate, to help you understand what is your dream, what is your life passion, and then together we work as that team to help you reach your specific goals. Life is worth living the best you can be. Working with a life coach, you're fulfilling those dreams and goals is your passion, and it's your way of living. Let me help you do that today. Let me help you really reach the best that you can be as a person and live the life you should be living. I'm Steve Fagan. I'm a life coach, and I'm here for you. Contact Steve Fagan at FaganAndAssociatesInc.com or call 1-800-239-2701. And I'll be glad to help you move forward to live the life of success. Reach your dreams, your goals, your objectives. We can do it together. Welcome back, listeners, to Both Sides of the Prescription radio show on BBM Global and Tune In Radio. Tonight we had a great conversation. It did go away from maybe what we originally had planned, but I think no matter what, it was an awesome conversation that I actually uh, really was thought-provoking for myself. So thank you for that, Dr. Ron. Well, you know, we we talked about the fact that we wanted to get into the issue of detoxification and and, you know, And I know probably from your practice, a lot of time, that's a a topic that's talked about in terms of what you can physically do. But I I think it was important. And I think the the overlying message here was that um, oftentimes if we're talking about detoxification, uh, there is a physical component to it, but there may well also be emotional and spiritual components to it. And it's not a bad thing to, to recognize that and be open to that. You know, we talked about the fact that um, our goal, uh, although we go about it slightly differently, is uh, to attempt to help patients to empower themselves. And uh, to do that, uh, it may well require that uh, all of us downsize our egos a little bit and recognize that um, the best way to empower patients may be a community of providers that are, are helping them in a variety of ways. We, we talked about this interesting idea that when we look at a patient, um, we may be dealing with somebody who thinks that they have a physical ailment, but both of us have seen in our practices where um, there may be even a, a more important underlying emotional or spiritual issue. I think we both agree that uh, the amount of information available to uh, to patients nowadays through the internet is simply mind-boggling and and i would recommend and i know megan i think you would too that if people are serious about change and motivated to it they they should pick people that they trust as reliable guides to help them through it uh, I liked our discussion about, um, you know, the knowledge we gain in the art of taking care of patients using our intuition and uh, 
gosh, I think we could talk an hour on the placebo effect. I find it's fascinating. Finally, uh, we recommended two books that uh, uh, I think would be interested to our readers. Uh, one talking more about um, the actual uh, called, uh, called The Toxic World by RAP, R-A-P-P. And then uh, briefly, we talked about a book called The Nature Principle by Louv, L-U-V. L-U-V. So uh, a discussion that I, I don't know if we that we necessarily plan to go in this direction, but I, I think it was a very interesting uh, kind of al- uh, alternative ap- approach to discussing a topic of detoxification. Well, and I think it gave us a topic for down the road that we should talk about why everybody, the importance of utilizing the placebo effect. I know next week we're going to tackle the topic of brain support and just and brain health in general. Um, but as we're talking, I too just sort of got the visual that really I think that when anybody is dealing with any health, wellness or disease process, it's sort of important to realize that you're the one driving the bus. You know, so many times, like we talked about, people try to put the driver as the practitioner, but that you're the one driving the bus, but that you're allowed to fill that bus um, full of individuals that can help you along the way and direct you. And in this case, it's okay to have some backseat drivers, but that it might take, you know, a mini bus of people um, and not just a two-seater. So I think that it's important to sort of incorporate all of that. So... And uh, Megan, I I think uh, for our listeners, I know that you've had some very interesting uh, authors on your podcast that that have looked at the topic we've discussed tonight. Yes, definitely. So if anybody's interested in learning more about this, um, you can go to beyondthebasicshealthacademy.com or btbha.com. Go to the podcast section and you can find a lot more information there and different podcasts to listen to. So please join us again next week as we talk about brain health. Uh, on um, both sides of the prescription. And like always, we will be on at 9 p.m. Eastern time on Wednesday. And we thank everybody for listening and we will see you next week on both sides of the prescription on BBM Global and Tune In Radio. You've been listening to Both Sides of the Prescription with your host, Dr. Megan and Dr. Ron. So many times, people are only given one side of the healthcare story. Here, you get both sides. Tune in next week as we discover Dr. Megan and Dr. Ron's both sides of the prescription. You've been listening to the BBM Global Network. The ideas, views, and opinions of this broadcast are those of the participants of the program and are not necessarily the ideas, views, and opinions of the BBM Global Network Company. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just gonna circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.